Welcome to episode 22 of the Adelan Rising podcast. We're your hosts, Saren, Doc, and Adam. In today's episode, we talk about Miss Marvel number 20, Royals number 5, Secret Warriors number 4, and the Inhumans television news that has rolled out from the San Diego Comic Con uh, the other night. Uh, hi, guys. It's been a while. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm okay. It's, uh... <laughs> yeah, I was, right okay? wasn't in the last episode. Kind of sad about oh, that. yes, you were you, missed. So, you ditched uh, us for a concert, Adam. I was at a festival. It was great. But then again, um, we did feel, we did record the Christian Ward interview, which is next episode, the other week. So, yeah, that yes. one's not to be missed. It's a really, uh, he was remarkably fun to talk to yeah. and um, yeah. top notch guy. And while we're at it, a big congratulations to him, his wife, and their whole family uh, with the birth of their daughter, um, a healthy little girl. They've named Olive. I was hoping they were going to name her Blinky, but <laughs> Olive it is. Um, and um, a big congratulations to them. Couldn't uh, couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. So Absolutely. I hope, he's, hope they're he's all awesome. well and, and recovering and, and that uh, they get home soon. Yeah, we, we were kind uh, of hoping it will happen on... On our interview, but uh, but it didn't. I, but, I yeah. was not hoping that at all. <laughs> no. I, was, I was just hoping for him to go. Sorry, guys, uh, my wife's in labour. Gotta go. <laughs> but no, that didn't. Oh, happen. That would be a podcast first. Yeah, exactly. Um, be like, yeah, right. You know, uh, <laughs> so let's well, jump right yeah, in jump right with in. the twentieth issue of Miss Marvel. Um, which man, this book has not been letting up. We had that one sort of standalone issue uh, with Bruno in Wakanda. But between this uh, arc and the last one with the Doc X story, um, Miss Marvel's been a heavy title. It's been um, handling some rather intense Sensitive. subjects, um, but doing it with a, with a great degree of, of agility and, and deftness. And um, my hat Very is well off. done. Yeah, so it's uh, it's G. Willow Wilson, um, guest illustrator Marco Falla, and um, consummate uh, 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 colorist extraordinaire Ian Hearing uh, doing the whole thing. The story is called Mecca, and I'm still not quite sure um, if you know the meaning of the name because uh, Mecca is a a term that can be used in two very different ways. You know, one, it is um, the, the the capital of of the Islamic religion, you know, Mecca, um, and another is is just a, a euphemism for a place you want to be. You know, like San Diego Comic Con is the Mecca of you know comic book news, whatever. Um, and I think there might uh, Wilson and company might be using the both versions of the term in this particular well, story. Um, it's it's a wild one in which... Uh, I'm going to interrupt you really quick, Doc, before you go any further, but if you, if you see some of the solicits coming forth for that series, um, looks like we may have uh, someone that was introduced in um, one of the previous arcs coming for a visit to the United States. So uh, I'm wondering if that might be start part of the storyline. Oh well, yeah. Red Dagger will be making his his triumphant return uh, in issue twenty two or twenty three, but I think that's actually going to be a separate story. Oh, okay. So this is going to um, be a shorter arc then. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, 
it's possible. Um, in any case, uh, the story surrounds uh, the um, Jersey City has been kind of usurped by uh, the, the mayoral ship has been taken over by Chuck Worthy, who is the Hydra hipster, uh, a former um, goon uh, lieutenant of Dr. Faustus, and he's just a creep. And somehow um, he's, he's uh, created this, um, this, this coup that has uh, unseated the former mayor and put him in place, and he has instituted a, uh, a zero-tolerance policy on anyone who has, uh, uh, you know, uh, special powers wow. or, or uh, an abnormal appearance. It's all, it's all kind of a, a rather thinly veiled metaphorical stand-in for, you know, jingoism and, and, and ultra-white nationalism. You know, basically anyone who doesn't look, quote-unquote, normal. Um, is is no longer wanted in the city, um, and is this a, is this a secret empire tie-in or no? It's not. I mean, it's it's it might as well be. It doesn't have the the little Hydra moniker uh, on the on the on the book, but um, and at no point is Hydra um, the secret empire story arc uh, referenced. But it, it might as well be because it's it's tackling a lot of the same issues. Um, Thematically, it's very um, similar. Yeah. 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 So in the in, in the last issue, it, the cliffhanger was that um, that Miss Marvel's brother Amir was uh, apprehended by these um, these goons, and it begins with him being um, interrogated in this uh, very um, scary white room where you know it looks like uh, you know a scene out of uh, the TV show Homeland or something. Um, and uh, Amir doesn't know why he's been arrested, and he assumes he's been arrested because someone has uh, has decided that he looks as though he could be a terrorist. And um, he he gives this rather this pretty heavy and poignant speech about you know what does and does not make someone you know turn towards extremism. And that it's not people like him who, who go towards extremism. It's, it's people who feel disenfranchised or who cannot fit in or who, 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 who are not really happy um, with their faith, unlike him, who is. Um, but then they stop and say, oh, well, actually, the reason you were arrested is because you um, possess superpowers and you never registered. Now, if you think back to the last day's story arc, um, Conrad oh, yeah. had had abducted him and exposed to them to this weird sort of quasi terrigenic gas, and it gave Amir temporary superpowers, um, which pretty soon thereafter wore off. And he was like, "Oh no, no, that only happened for like a day. I I only had those powers for a little while." Which the the interrogator says, "Oh well, that's an admission of guilt. Um, so you're in trouble." And and basically says. Um, that they have the power to revoke his citizenship and have him deported back to his birth country of Pakistan. It, it's it's super harrowing, um, and um, that is heavy. Yeah, it's quite scary. Um, all the while, uh, his uh, interrogation is being watched <coughs> by Chuck Worthy's two goons, uh, Locke 
Lockdown and Discord. Lockdown is Basic Betty, uh, who first showed up in the um, in this Civil War II crossover, a great villain and a real n- nasty one. Um, mm-hmm. And and Discord is this mysterious character whom you know Kamala feels like she knows this guy. There's something really familiar about him, but he's got a mask, and we don't know who he is. Um, everyone's kind of trying to figure out who he is. I mean, it's basically got to be someone who's appeared in the book before. He, his, his whole whole body is, is costume, except his forearms, um, or actually, whatever, his biceps are, are um, uh, uncovered, and it looks as though he has Caucasian skin, so that kind of rules out Kamran or Kareem. Um, so... People are thinking it might be Bruno. That's that's who I'm jumping to. As soon as you said, I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's Bruno. Mm-hmm. Now, as Bruno was being fit for some sort of uh, cybernetic bionic suit, and maybe like the interface that 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 went into his brain you know, sent him kind of screwy and made him evil. Because Wait, um, did they do that in Wakanda though? We don't see it. That's you know that that um. That, that story ended with um, Bruno and his new pal saying, yeah, we're going to make this suit to give him back some degree of mobility over his arm and leg that had been paralyzed. Um, but we don't see whether or not that's a successful um, operation. And, you know, who knows? I mean, you, the, the brain is a very sensitive organ, and if they do something that doesn't work, maybe it could make him evil because <laughs> Discord is very evil. Uh, this is comic books, so this is comic books, right? Yeah. Um. So elsewhere, uh, Miss Marvel, she had lost this battle with Discord, but for some reason, he did not arrest her or take her in. He just left her where she lied. Um. And um, when she comes to, um, she's she's really she's quite freaked out because, um, she's come to realize that there's this sizable portion of of Jersey City who really don't like her, who don't want her there, who don't want superheroes or superpowered beings or mutants or inhumans. They, they want regular humans. Um, and you read between the lines, they want white folks. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's very hard on her to come to terms with not being liked by everyone, <laughs> yeah. which is, is tough. And, and she, she runs off. She comes across a big rally that Chuck Worthy is holding where he's got the whole crowd whipped up um, with this kind of America first or make, make, New Jer- make Jersey City great again routine. Yeah. And, I mean, if there's any, uh, you know, <laughs> well, basically, he's got this straw man argument going on that that the the freaks and the superpowered beings are are ruining Jersey City, and they have to make and they have to get back to what made Jersey City great and get rid of all of these uh, abnormals. And um, you know, in the same way in which a political a politician can scapegoat illegal immigrants or Muslims or Jews or whomever, it's the same deal. And, um, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> if there is any, um, any argument whether or not she's, uh, uh, 
Miss Wilson and company are, are throwing some shade uh, Donald Trump's way, uh, it's uh, completely um, uh, uh, taken out when um, when Chuck Worthy uh, states that uh, the the rumors that he had association with Hydra was, was just uh, um, alternative fa- alternative facts uh, brought up by <laughs> fake news media. <laughs> Savage. Shit. Um, (laughs) Pull no punches. Yeah, yeah, there was no punches pulled. Um, A a fight breaks out between uh, Miss Marvel and uh, Basic Betty and and Discord. um, And and, uh, Miss Marvel has to run away because Discord is just too powerful for her. Um, She she, um, runs back and she finds um, the now pretty much vacated offices of the former mayor um, whose name is Machesi and if you think back to the uh, a couple a couple issues back boy about six months ago um, there was more a than a couple shot. then yeah uh, there was a one-shot sort of election special um, oh, yeah where 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 um, Miss Marvel and, and her gangs and they they sort of they overcome overcame this weird gerrymandering system where that was supposed to get Chuck Worthy into the mayorship and they were able to get out the vote and to get this this nice progressive uh, librarian um, in, in to be elected mayor instead um, and. But it turns out that her her tenure as mayor was quite short because somehow uh, Worthy, um, unworthy, uh, um, finagled his way in there and had her knocked out. So um, and and Miss and former Mayor McKenzie is like that. There's nothing we can do. Um, at which point they are interrupted by by Discord, who calls down from he calls up from the street. And he says, you know, he demands that Miss Marvel give herself up, and he's got all of these dudes out, you know, paraded out in in handcuffs. And it's like, here's all these people, these freaks. They they seem to be mostly inhumans or mutants. They just kind of look a little strange, or they look a little unhuman, whatever. And he says, look, I I've I've arrested all these people, and I I have the power to keep them detained without, you know. Without without legal counsel indefinitely, all I have to do is is lose some paperwork, and they'll end up, you know, incarcerated forever, and that included Amir, who he pulled out as well, and um, basically threatens. All right, um, so so how can this not be Bruno if he's pulling out Amir? Like, yeah, how can it not be Bruno? I mean. I don't know. That's the cliffhanger. It ends there with Miss Marvel not knowing what she's going to do. Um, he, now, as you recall, Bruno has a uh, an older brother who was kind of a troublemaker. Oh yeah. Uh, who um, I think his name is Vince, and um, he he was never sharp enough to. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't really dis- he wasn't really shown as being a particularly clever guy. So for him to be discord would be a bit odd. Um, the the body size doesn't seem right for it to be Josh, but it certainly could be, I suppose. Um, Bruno seems the obvious candidate, um, and 
there being some sort of explanation as to what made him evil, um, other than being, you know, quote unquote, friend zoned by uh, by by Kamala. But well, um, I, I think we, I think the go down. I think the comments at the start of the the issue, you know, like about um, you know radicalization that sort of stuff. Right. It's kind of I think uh, I think that's a suggestion towards what could have changed them. Yeah. So particularly like, you know, those who are, uh, what was it? It was kind of, uh, um, you know, they're unhappy or whatever with the way that, the, you know, their lives are as opposed to being happy with, the, the you know, <clears throat> what they believe in and that sort of stuff. Right, right. So, you know, potentially that's going to be the whole point of the story. It's going to be a whole whole thing about, you know, uh, how, how, do you, how do I put this? Because <laughs> uh, difficult, difficult subject, um Funnily enough, it's kind of you know. I, could, I don't know how to put it. <laughs> I think I hear what you're saying that you know there's you, you, there's a lot of of thought going into what radicalizes someone who is who is Muslim. You know what 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 does that? But then on the other side of the coin, you think well, what what features radicalizes someone who's uh, a white Christian to make them yeah. so hateful towards right. towards people who are different than them and um and and it, it's, it's like it, that, yeah. that that whole antithesis of you know radicalization one one area but you know you do see a lot of it happening in in you know white uh young white males it's yeah kind of the like, whole I, rise I, of the alt right and right. and um these these guys who um they're so angry yeah um, and it's not, it's not quite clear why I feel like, I mean, I think a lot of it is a, a sense of loss of privilege. I mean, I remember when, uh, uh, you know, like I'm a big Star Wars fan and, uh, when they, when they were show, when the new Star Wars movie, not, not Rogue One, but the one before it was coming out, the people who were just so angry that there were basically no white leads, no white male leads in Star Wars. They were wow. like, you're taking it away from us is was the sentiment like and and giving giving it to someone else and it's like uh what but yeah it's, 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 it's feel that way. to to a much lesser degree <laughs> um i yeah. think uh doctor who recently announcing that the, that jody whittaker is going to be the new lead for it you know which i think it's fantastic yeah yeah the, the majority yeah. of people are totally agreeable with that but there's certain people that just think no it has to be a bloke well it's kind of like well but, but and you know what's funny alien. is that a lot of a lot of those people that are dissenting that don't even watch Doctor Who. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But it's yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of this whole issue has kind of been a real commentary on um, almost like the Big Brother aspect as well, because you've kind of got the use of sort of drones as like spy cameras and that sort of stuff, and I think it's a real commentary on almost where we're headed, and I think that's yeah. that's the really worrying thing. Yeah, you... Well, it, it, it's an interesting parallel process that that um that Miss Marvel is going through because you know when she first showed up, everyone was so excited. It was like, oh my god, this is so great that there's going to be a a big you know uh, a mainstream comic book with a a, a lead who who's starring a Muslim character because that's never been done before, mm. and um you know she arrived with a big splash. And was kind of like a, an immediate darling of the liberal-minded comic books fans 
um, you know, it was cool that she was a, a Muslim her- hero, but what, what really, you know, got her to be big was how well the book was written, how, yeah. how great the art right. was, how well it was done. Um, but now the, the pendulum has kind of shifted away. Uh, the political atmosphere, especially in America, has changed, and it's emboldened a lot of those with uh, bigoted, intolerant views to be much more open and vocal about their about how they feel. And quite suddenly, there's a lot of people who are being, you know, upfront and vocal about their dislike of this surge of liberal, multicultural characters in superhero comics. And yeah. I think Ms. Marvel has shouldered a lot of the the brunt. Yes. Of, of that, because um, I know Absolutely. that um, um, co- the, one of the co-creators, Miss um, Anna, Anna Not, um, has gotten a lot of hate on her Twitter. I think she even might have had to have taken her Twitter down for a short yeah, while. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, just mm-hmm. lambasted by haters, and um, you know. So and what's really funny too is that they're hating on her. But if it wasn't for her, Carol wouldn't ha- be in the position, like, Carol would never have had risen to, like, where she did, because she's the one who got Kelly Sue on the title. So, you know, just yeah. throwing that out there. So... I don't think these guys are, are into in Carol Danvers either, though. No, they don't. And I just think they all just need to go just take a chill pill. That's just me. I understand, I, yeah, but I, I can understand. I'm but, like, just come on, guys. Let it, let it go. I, I think um, I think what I really love about this comic book is the fact that we do end up talking about the fact that it is a social, a politically sort of it socially is. commentary, you know, commentary on on life at the moment. You know, it's not Absolutely. just it's not just the US and it's you know UK and it's it's kind of all over Europe that sort of stuff and it's just it's it's kind of refreshing to see it in comic books. And but I, I, I guess for some people it can be a bit of a turn off, which I can understand. But, uh, I, met, but I, yeah. I think I think the book is hitting some nerves for some people who might not necessarily agree with it. But when you have a comic book pointing it out to you and it's right there written on paper, I think it, for some reason, if it comes into your comic books, I think it's the issue is a little harder to ignore. Yeah, absolutely. If that makes sense. So, you know, I am. Um, I, I, I received a couple of, uh, of comments on my on my um, humans fan my Inhumans Tumblr about folks saying that they were kind of turned off that, that Miss Marvel was being so politically charged that they just, you know, they want kind of standard fair escapism without politics, which I can yeah. understand. But at the same time, um, it would be almost have always a, addressed that though. Haven't they? In absolutely. Yeah. I was gonna almost, say, I mean, almost you, always, I mean, just, maybe just, just an issue of Shazam that didn't, or <laughs> I don't know, but, um, <laughs> No, 1963 with X-Men. You know, <laughs> that's what, right. nearly getting on for 55 years ago? Well, it's 54, isn't it? You know, you kind of think, well, they did it then, 54 years later, it's no different now. It's kind of, you know, that we're still using modern life to influence fiction. <clears throat> so, yeah. Which is right. good. Also, it would, but... be, it would be a bit irresponsible to have a main character who's a Muslim American and then completely sidestep this exactly. huge facet that affects every Muslim American. Yeah. I mean, even, even people who might be construed as looking as though they could be Muslim are getting, are getting, you know, shade from folks. Right. Um, 
and uh, you know it'd be almost a dereliction of duty were she not to were were miss wilson not to address such an issue and you know Let's face it, ultra conservatives are not reading this book. No, no. So it's not like they're like, oh, I'm going to stop reading this or whatnot. I mean, it's just like, right. screw them. Um, so, anyways, definitely recommended uh, a really tight and disquieting uh, read, but 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 thrilling and fun nonetheless. Um, the art, as always, is excellent. Um, uh, I'm. I continue to be uh, just blown away with the uh, the quality of this title. It's fantastic, and more people should read it. Yep, definitely. Uh, next up, we've got Royals number five. Oh boy, <laughs> that was a fun book. I had a lot of fun with this issue. Well, I I, I know that you were. Looking forward to having Crystal step into the spotlight. Thank God she finally did. I'm so happy. Now just kind of keep it there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, right. So there, the the Royals are on, on Hala, Planet Hala, and uh, which was just the the planet itself was laid barren by by the these villains in the um, in the Black Vortex story event. A couple of years back, um, and and Ronan, the accuser, was uh, bestowed these incredible powers through the vor- Black Vortex, um, but it wasn't enough to uh, to save his planet. So he's just been uh, standing solemn sentinel over the the grave that is his dead world, and he gets pissed when the when the royals come come a calling. Um, and he uses his new powers to kind of create this uh, psychic attack that that puts them all into a, a like a guilt realm, <laughs> where they each are um, are. Isn't it a pocket a pocket of, battlefield? It's similar to the pocket. It works the same way. It's not exactly the same, but it works the same way. It 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 it, it puts them in this orb of space where. Where physics and reality can be manipulated, and so you know, each of them is 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 um, just uh, assailed by by feelings of, of guilt and whatnot. Except for Crystal, who he he does not include in this attack because he wants to um, he wants to talk to her himself. Ronan wants to uh, um, accuse. Him. Herself, yeah. himself. Um, yes. And we, we, the uh, the others managed to escape um, their their this this pocket of guilt. Um, uh, Novar is able to do it by using his pocket battlefield. Uh, Medusa is able to escape by by uh, deciding that you know that um, someone with leadership really doesn't have the luxury. <laughs> to feel guilty about things, and this is my favorite part. Maximus <laughs> escapes because he's a psychopath yeah. and is unable to feel guilt. That's right. That's it's like I was held for like five minutes. Yeah, that's the best part of this book. Easily the best part of this book. Easily. Uh. Max is great. So <laughs> I really do like how Al Ewing is writing Maximus right now because yeah. it is fantastic. 
Oh god, I love it. I, I like how it's a conti- almost a continuation from uh, from Charles Soule's. Well, not quite a continuation, but it is very much based on Charles Soule's Maximus writing. I think a, a little le- a little less zany. Yeah, uh, definitely the same. He's still devil may care attitude. Yeah, he's still got the same sort of charisma still, and that sort of stuff. Still a lot of fun. Oh my gosh. I like I you know Max has never really appealed to me before, but now he's like a villain or however you want to look at him. That I I think he's just so much fun. He's just so much fun. I love him. He so, gets on the good lines, that's for sure. Yeah, I think I think at the uh, moment he's he's definitely more of like a almost an anti-villain, but uh, an anti-hero rather, uh, but not quite. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's a fun character to read. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um. But what what the real meat and bones of the story is this uh, interaction between Crystal and Ronan. You know, Ronan starts life. off. He's just like, you know, you turned your back on me. The 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 Inhumans turned their back on the Kree. You know, you broke my heart. You you um, you turned your back on true love, and and Crystal's taking none of it. She's yeah. just like, uh huh, no. Um, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> I was like, that's not true. <laughs> he's kind of like, please uh, take pity on me. No, no, right. no. Like, no. She, she's, ta- she has, she's not taking any of it, and it's, it's quite. She, I mean, it, you know, she tells him how it is. She, she yeah. tells him exactly how it is. It's, it's, it's. She throws it right back at him, and he knows she's right. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he she does not bend to his guilt trip, and counters with, with facts and reality. And it's kind of an interesting uh, flipping of the script of the old standard sci-fi trope of this kind of, of you know, uh, where the normally it would be the um, female character who's all hysterical and destructive, and the male character who has to counter with logic and cold hard facts. But they kind of turn it around, and and um, which I liked, and, and had Crystal as the um, as the uh, cool-headed. Um, taking no shit customer. Um, and, uh, Ronan is the one having the clearly nervous breakdown. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. if and, I had spent so many years looking over dead bodies and naming them all, I would probably be the same way. So. Don't, don't, yeah, I mean, don't I, give them names, that's the thing. Don't give them names, you get attached. Yes, right. So, Ronan, he's like, he, 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 he basically agrees that that she's right, and he gets very bereft, and and he 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 attempts to kill himself, and Crystal's like, no, I'm not gonna let you do that. She she uses her elemental powers to to keep him constrained with with uh, rocks and whatnot to prevent him from committing suicide. It was That's pretty um, deep. It's pretty quite, deep. quite yeah. intense. Um, meanwhile, um, Novar has led. Medusa and Maximus to this anti-chamber that they've come across where the uh, supreme intelligence seed resides. Now, the supreme intelligence is this biological computer that the Kree created um, as sort of like a, uh, a, a repository of, of all information and that it, it was it, it had sentience and it, and it ruled the planet with with raw logic and 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 whatnot, um, even though it it was pretty, um, it wasn't very logical most of the time. But every time, apparently, every time it, it 
such a such a supreme intelligence dies, it leaves behind a seed that can be uh, regerminated and and turned into a a new intel a new supreme intelligence, and this has been Novar's uh, ulterior motive all along. He has the remnants of the Plex intelligence, uh, which dates back to his first uh, miniseries, the, his, his introduction. Uh, the Plex intelligence was this. It looked like the Supreme Intelligence, but it was much more benevolent and friendly. And um, um, <laughs> Novar describes it as Mr. Rogers made of snot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what he wants to do is is fertilize the the supreme intelligence seed with the remnants of the plex intelligence, and therefore create a new supreme intelligence that is much more that's nicer. That's that's uh, that instead of being ruled by the tenets of conquest and 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 being supreme, that it would it would instead be ruled by the tenets of of, of love and compassion and discovery, and so he wants to he does that he 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 creates this the 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 seedling of a new supreme intelligence that is going to be a much nicer one, and um, that this will bring about ultimately bring about a better Kree empire, one much more in tune. With the Kree Empire, the uh, of the alternative universe where Novar hails from, um, and in turn, the 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 um, this nascent intelligence will tell will give the information um, to the royals that they need to discover the truth about Terrigen. Um, now here here it all gets very much uh, harkens back to. Jonathan Hickman's run on Fantastic Four, where it was revealed that the Kree had experimented on many other alien races in their efforts to make in humans, that, that, that the humans were just one of many, that they also went to the Badoon, <laughs> Badoon, uh, the Badoon uh, Empire, sweet uh, race, and made in humans there. The Chimelians, the Centurions, so on and so forth, and each of them were given catalysts, things that would help them achieve their own actualization. That uh, Inhumans were given Terrigen, uh, the Badoons were given Amphogen, the Chimelians were given Antigen, so on and so forth, and all of these these substances that could bring about actualization, that could bring about the mu- mu- mutation to superpowers was based off of something called primogen. Primogen is the true, uh, you know, um, first substance, the, uh, what do you call it, the prima materia. Um, and that it was, um, it was actually what created the Cree by a, a group of celestial beings known as the progenitors. And um, if they want to know what's the deal with the progenitors, they have to seek out the Sky Spears and figure out what's up with that. Um, and so that's going to tail back into the Sky Spears story that was first introduced in Uncanny and Humans number one and never... No, never really, never really. Touched on very briefly and all new as well, but 
not yeah, much they, more than that. It was never it, what what these things are and where they came from has not been revealed. No, uh, but what we do know is that if an inhuman gets too close, the sky spear can take them over because it did it to Crystal. Yeah, it can take them over, and it also greatly augments their powers. Right. Um, so the sky spears are connected to some the some superpowered race of space beings called the progenitors and who created the Kree and who one assumes would have uh, would be able to give the inhumans of Earth a new source of Terrigen. Um, in in an epilogue, we fast forward to five thousand years in the future where the last inhuman, who we now know as Maximus, has come across uh, a Kree spacecraft and has uh, awakened the new accuser, who it turns out is actually an aged Novar. And they, um, they, they talk and they say, oh man, well, we, did we make a mistake that, that, going, that, that, um, that awakening the progenitors or, or, or going to to see them or whatever was a terrible, disastrous mistake and that perhaps it's what led to Earth being such a wasteland this 5,000 years in the future and that they're coming back to finish off what they started. And they and look that, really cool. Right. And, and the pro, uh, in, the, in the back of the issue, um, Al Ewing um, shares um, some of the sketch sketches that um, that, Javier Rodriguez. That, that Javier Rodriguez has has done up for the progenitors, and they are really cool looking monster alien dudes. It's kind of like they look a bit like celestials, but um, they also look like cool. Well, like, one looks like Baymax from Big Hero Six. <laughs> yes, one does. <laughs> you know, or or the big guy from Rusty and Big Guy Robot, or Big Guy and Rusty the Boy Robot. Um, they're cool. They're very cool, and um, oh, I can't wait till he's on issue number out. nine. I'm so yeah. excited for that. So, but a, a, a wrinkle to all this is that um, having having Novar show up five thousand years in the future takes him out of the Deadpool. So yeah, <laughs> so that leads <sighs> well, well too because I think Crystal's out too. Because if you go on to Javier Rodriguez's Instagram, um, he's got a little bit of hinted art up, and one of the characters he drew looks a lot like Crystal to me. So I, I have a feeling Crystal might be out of the Deadpool, too. You know, I saw that picture, and uh, I think you're right, although I think it also could be a short-haired Medusa. It could. In any case, the... Uh... The uh, the um, we were told at the onset that one of the characters, one of the cast members, was going to die. That one of the seven um, of the royals was not making it back. And when we had Mr. Ewing on here to, for to be interviewed, he made no bones about it. He wasn't parsing words. Someone's dying. <laughs> well, I, um, well, is Medusa out of it too? Because. In one of the solicits, future solicits too, it sounds like she's still dying. Well, I, I, it's it's entirely possible. I mean, I, I don't think that Medusa is going to die because um, Mr. Yep, Ewing Wyatt. So, so enjoys writing her. Um, but um, there was seven. 
but now there's only there's now there's five because uh, Maximus is for sure not going to die, and now we know that that Novar is for sure not going to die. So that leaves Medusa, Gorgon, Crystal, Flint, and Swain, and I would I'm going to be beside myself with grief if any of them die. And yeah, it's 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 tough. Um, um, or I think it's going to be I think it's going to be Flint or Gorgon. Yeah, Gorgon. I th- I feel like that. If the narrative continues uh, in the direction it's going in, I feel like he's he's uh, uh, most likely to be the one to to buy it. But um, you know, I've been wrong many a times in the past, so we'll see. The issue's good. It, a bit heavy on exposition, but a, a very fun um, uh, uh, read. I think it would definitely help. Uh, to be familiar with Hickman's Fantastic Four run to really get this book, um, but I I'm recommend gonna that. I'm going to have to go read it then. Um, well, that's it's not just. I think there's like let's see, five, six. There's like seven volumes of it. So oh, it's, that's uh, all right. I'll pick up from somewhere. He's got if, that reading guide, so yeah. you know. If you if you just want to. If you just want to focus on the Inhumans material, then pick up Jonathan Hickman's. Fantastic Four Volume Three. That's the one that has the Inhumans material in it. That's where we're introduced to the Universal Inhumans, and um, it's it's fantastic. Um, the 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 divorce or the annulment of the marriage between Crystal and Ronan that actually occurs in um, FF Volume One, um, which that, I did read. Yeah, at a certain point. Uh, the series bifurcates. Uh, it it stops being Fantastic Four and starts being FF, and then Fantastic Four starts up again, and they run parallel. It's it's very complicated, but it's fantastic and um, one of one of the best comics out there. Um, okay, guys, if you're not reading Royals, you really need to be reading it because what Al, Do- Al Ewing is doing is awesome and yeah, it's totally really expanding the Inhumans. Lore yeah. universe, and you really, really, really need to read it because it's it's everything an Inhuman book should be. Yeah, it's very much not a superhero book; it's a science fiction book. Yes, I mean they use their superpowers here and there, but um, yeah, and and between yeah. that and his Ultimates book and all the crap he's <laughs> throwing together, they might not cross over, but it's kind of mind blowing. Either way, some high, high, high-minded, high, <laughs> way out there stuff. Yeah. Alrighty, so that was awesome. I love that issue. Crystal finally stepped up, and I am happy and pleased. And that's really all I cared about. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Your priorities are straight, huh? Yeah. Oh yes. That was like the first thing I went. I was like, okay, take some shit. That's all I cared about. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So, Secret Warriors number five, uh, we focused on... Four. 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 Secret Warriors number four. We focused yeah. on uh, Lunella this time and how she got out of the uh, Dark Force dimension by the skin of her teeth, quite literally. Yeah. yeah that was that was quite an interesting one. It was a little bit heartbreaking. Devil, Devil Dinosaur basically saved her. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, do you think Devil Dinosaur possesses some kind of... Uh... Secret sixth sense or something. Well, well, well he's got glowing eyes, so I'm assuming he does. So I say, don't they say, um, don't they say animals have like a sixth sense about these kind of things? 
Yeah. I mean, like a dog will go nuts when it's about to go, like a thunderstorm is yeah, coming yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously Devil know. Dinosaur goes nuts when the whole shield thing comes down. Yeah, but dogs go nuts when they see a squirrel too. I mean, it's like, how do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure. There's a right. uh, there's a wide sort of scientific basis right? there, to be honest. Do you do you want to do the flashback part of the issue first, or do you just want to do the? Well, the flashback's pretty fast. I mean, it, it's just, it's spur- it's sort of like uh, interspersed all all the the all four issues, and I assume this will this will. Um, finish up with the fifth issue uh, as well has had these little um, pockets where they show flashbacks of what happened right around the time that Hydra took over um, the first one focused on on Daisy uh, the second on Inferno the third on Miss Marvel and this one on Lunella Moon girl and um, the the initial phase of Hydra's attack involved uh, Manhattan being laid siege by this giant uh, army of supervillains and uh, she sneaks out of her apartment go gets Devil Dinosaur and and jumps into the fray they're able to save a a group of civilians who are being attacked by various villains Um, and then Devil Dinosaur seems to realize something weird is about to happen and he he grabs on to Lunella and, and hotfoots it and jumps into the Hudson Bay and just as he does um, the entire island of Manhattan is sealed off in this case uh, encasing of uh, dark force energy I don't even know she what dark force energy doesn't is. that kind of suggest that all the superhero kind of bases ought to move out of New York well, well, that's is. why they did it. <laughs> it's kind of that. No, they all live in New York, so we'll just, you know, the majority of them, uh, and screw the innocent people that aren't superheroes there, they'll just die. It's, it's just that. Well, that's that basically same... what they're doing with that, because that's exactly why they put the Dark Force dimension over New York, is to keep the superheroes at bay, and the ones that weren't in New York at the time, I, there'll yeah. be a lot less to deal with, because if you look at it, they, you've got quite a bit of the heavy hitters. You've got the um, Uncanny Avengers are in there, so you've got Rogue and uh, Dr. Voodoo and Johnny Storm, they're all in there. And then you've got the Defenders in there with Cloak and Dagger. You've got Dr. Strange, Jessica Drew, um, and I'm assuming some of the other spiders are in there too, but there are also supervillains in there as well. So like, it's like a free-for-all in the Dark Force dimension right now. <laughs> it's like I feel like they just want to leave it there for a couple of years and then see who lives when they lift it up. It's like Escape from New York. Um, and then all the other uh, heroes are trapped outside of Earth's atmosphere yeah, with the, Alpha, with the sort of Alpha Flight shield. And so, yeah, I get this was all the big plot that Steve Rogers came up with to screw everyone over. Um, and But um, because uh, Devil D had jumped into the Hudson before the dome came up, Lunella was able to escape um, uh, Manhattan. And her parents are in there. So what's going on with her parents? Like, I'm like, is she going to be an orphan after all this is over? <laughs> like, I hope not. Uh, yeah. I hope well, not too. So I mean, presumably they swim to New Jersey, and that's how she ends up with Miss Marvel, who then gets recruited by Daisy, and that's we see that all take place in issue one. So that's the uh, the um, interlude 
story um, that goes on through the issue. Um, the rest of the issue focuses on on the secret warriors being attacked and ultimately defeated by um, by Hydra that's being or Hydra platoon that's being led by uh, Daisy's father, the supervillain known as Mister Hyde, um, who's awful and um, he is awful. He's and he's got a, a mind controlled. Uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision on his team, along with Taskmaster and and Deadpool and, and Black the, Ant, right? I don't know about that. Uh, maybe um, they um, they make short work of the Inhumans with the oh, of of the Secret Warriors, <laughs> with the exception of Moon Girl, who who takes out uh, <laughs> Deadpool uh, Deadpool with a swift kick to the groin, and then, and then, then Devil Dinosaur <laughs> eats him. <laughs> Then eats them, right? That's the one-two punch. Um, <laughs> what did they, really they, they start with that one? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but uh, the others are Miss um, Marvel is defeated by Scarlet Witch pretty easily, and, and Inferno is defeated by Vision also also easily, and then Scarlet Witch um, distracts. Karnak long enough that he's taken out by Taskmaster and um, leaving just Daisy and and Moon Girl and um, it's, it's an interesting moment um, uh, Mr. Hyde says you know give up or or kill the dinosaur and um, Daisy's like go ahead I don't care and Moon Girl's like no 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 we give up we give up we give up and um, they end up surrendering um and but you know, it's quite clear that 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 Daisy wants to go down fighting. That that surrender does not seem uh, like an like option an for her. Yeah, and um, but because Lunella was un, unwilling to risk her her best friend's life, which I can understand, um, they end up getting taken prisoner. Um, then they're being interrogated. Okay, so they get loaded onto a helicarrier. Um, so what happens when you see a helicarrier? You go, oh shit. It's going to crash. That's all they do. (laughs) There's that too. (laughs) I never even thought about that. They all crash or they're like blowing up or something. You're right. I never thought about that. Even even in the movies, it's the same. Right, yeah. It's basically like a gun and a checkoff play. If you see it in the first arc, you know it's going to crash in the third. <laughs> um, so um, they're they're on the helicarrier, and um, uh, now Mister Hyde he thinks that simply taking off Daisy's gauntlets will leave her powerless. He doesn't seem to really understand her powers, and he's given her, you know, he's telling her that she's terrible or whatever, and he's and he starts smacking her around. It's it's kind of disturbing. Uh, he slaps her, and she's just so pissed, and she starts uh, using her tremor seismic powers. Um, and it turns out that she only needs the gauntlets to to focus her powers. Um, yeah. without, without the gauntlet, she can still use her powers, just in a very diffused manner. And she's shaking the helicarrier to shit. And it starts to come apart. And um, Meanwhile, um, Linella has pickpocketed some nitroglycerin off of uh, Deadpool. Um, 
utility belt, which apparently is just filled with nitroglycerin. I, guess, you know? I mean, what else do you need, really? Uh, no. <laughs> some 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 raisins and some, pocket knife, you know, and nitroglycerin and some um, water to keep hydrated. Don't forget to keep hydrated. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the raisins <laughs> keep you regular, so you know. Oh dear. Um, and uh, uh, Lunella uses the nitro to free herself, and then she frees the others, and all of the hydragoons go running to the bridge to try and stop the helicarrier from crashing, which they're not going to. Um, and Daisy's like, come on, everyone, let's go. And Lunella's like, no, we can't go. Devil Dinosaur is being held elsewhere on the helicarrier. We have to go get him. And, um, and Daisy's like, there's no time. We have to leave him behind. And it's like the second time that she's just, you know, not seeing devil dinosaurs as part of the team. It just, maybe she sees it as just a pet and someone who they can sacrifice, but Lunella is not having it. She's okay. like, all right, I'm going on my own. She she seems, excuse the pun, but she seems a little bit inhuman. <laughs> Unfeeling? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, uh, uh, she's... Daisy is very pragmatic yeah. and a little cold. I think well, she's actually more in line with Tar- Karnak that way in some ways, but yeah. well, her, yeah. Mr. Hyde suggests that she that her whole deal these days that ever since the fall or the the Hydra taking over and and Coulson being killed and and her team dying her 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 moth team dying that she's been kind of almost quasi suicidal that she's just looking for a way to attack and go down fighting and that she's lured all these kids with her and that she's being, that she's manipulating them all into... Well, Dante's not really a kid. Okay. Well, no, but you've got Miss Marvel and Moon Girl. Right, the rest of them are. Right. Right. (laughs) So the only only really responsible person on there is her and Karnak, so (laughs) let's be honest. Uh, Right. Anyways, uh, uh, Lunella goes off on her own. She sees a, a communication console, knocks out the Hydra goon who's operating it, and sends out an all points um, SOS asking for help from anyone who might be listening. Um, and it turns out that, that that radio transmission is picked up by a couple of the X Men or mutants who are living in New Tian, and that um, Sun Suns. Oh my God! Sunfire, yeah, Sunfire, Sunfire, yeah. and Archangel come flying up to rescue the uh, Secret Warriors, which comes, <laughs> leads to my favorite part of the book, in which Daisy says, "Oh, great! It's the mother bleeping X Men." <laughs> 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 Maybe she's expecting another fight, but they're actually there to help. Um, but there's only two of them, and each of them can only carry two apiece, and Basically, they're forced to leave Lunella behind. Uh, Lunella is trying to free Devil Dinosaur, who's being kept in the hall, and this little boy comes walking up. This little red-headed, freckle-faced boy comes up, and he introduces himself as Lear. Now, Lear is the alleged inhuman who Karnak um, has been trying to find he seems to think that finding him is the key to their um, success to their ability to take down hydra i don't know why but um he's just this kid he's actually dressed a bit like karnak 
suggesting maybe he's a mem- he's an acolyte from the Tower of Wisdom or something. He also looks like he could be um, Mr. Hyde's son because there's they have slightly similar um, physical features in terms of their hair color and eye- eyes and whatnot. I don't know what the deal is. But he basically says, yeah, I don't really have any powers. Um, there's nothing I can do to help. Um, at which point... Someone, and we don't see who it is, sneaks up behind Moon Girl and knocks her out. And we don't know what happens, but the next scene shows the helicarrier crashing, and the rest of the team have been flown down to safety and only can watch in horror as their teammate, Moon Girl, and the youngest one, too, seems to die. And it's, uh, I mean, of course she's not dead, but. Um, yeah. It's a cliffhanger, so, nonetheless. It's 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 a um, quite um, quite shocking moment, and um, Daisy is just beside herself with with rage that um, this little girl has apparently died under her, you know who she felt responsible for, and um, and uh, it's it's tough stuff. Yep. Yeah. So. We don't know what's going to happen, but you know, quite clearly, this is <laughs> Miss Mo- Moon Girl is probably not dead, and that um, we're going to find out who this Lear is. The next issue is going to be very Karnak oriented. Uh, he's on the cover, and the solicitation says that his his uh, ulterior motives are going to be revealed. Um, is is the cover for number five, the one that Chris Somney drew with Karnak and Lunella, or is that a variant cover? That was a variant. Um, this is the cover for number five. Is um, it's just Karnak it, sat there, isn't it? Yeah, he's doing yeah. a kind of a lotus lo- lotus pose, sitting with his legs crossed. Um, Ironically, I, the same, almost exactly the same pose as uh, as uh, Novar and yeah. Royals. Yeah, and Royals you're right. Um, which actually is kind of weird now. You, now I'm looking at them both side by side because it is almost identical in terms of design and stuff, even like down to the sphere of light behind their heads. Which is uh-huh. yeah, it's just it's just odd. That's all. I just thought it was quite a nice <laughs> thing to point out. Um, yes. Yeah, sitting crisscross applesauce. <laughs> 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 uh, well. Another fun issue, and I tell you, um, you know who's really kicking ass in this book is Javier Garen. Yeah, um, yeah. the he, art's been fantastic. He he uh, he he is able to give, uh, you know, to like deliver punchlines with the more comedic uh, aspects of the book, the snappy pattern and whatnot, so well. Um, you know, because the, the story itself is really grim. I mean, it is. I mean, we got Nazis and terribleness and all this stuff, but um, uh, there the 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 interjections of levity really help make it a, a more balanced read. And, I think um, he and and Matthew Rosenberg are quite a, a, a team, honestly. They're like good team. they're. They gel very well together. Um, when you have an artist and I think an author that gel that well together, um, you kind of yeah. want to keep them together, kind of like how you know Mark Wade and Chris Somney and Matt Wilson are all a team. 
Right. I feel like um, I like to see that. Like I, I would like to see that those two stay together because they seem to work well together. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And 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 uh, Mr. Rosenberg is a real. Um, he is so good at writing dialogue. People have a very. Each character has a very distinct voice. You know. You know how sometimes with some writers you could just switch around the word bubbles and it wouldn't even matter. Um, <laughs> this, you know exactly who's talking. You don't even need the, the little line pointing to them, the little arrow. You, you know exactly whose voice. I, I think that's good because yeah. it's, it's just a wide variety of characters and stuff, and it's just kind yeah. of—they're all very, very different. <laughs> yeah, you can, it's, you know, it's like. I'm actually a, 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 a fan of uh, Brian Michael Bendis, but there was a couple couple times in, in his Avengers run where everyone had the same exact sense of humor and the same exact uh, cadence and prosody, and it's like you never got a real distinct sense of who was who, but it's very much the, the opposite here. I mean, you know who's talking by the way, by their word choices, by, by um, their tenor. It's just... It's really well done. The dialogue is just is quite snappy. It's great. Yeah, it's great. So yeah. another book, guys, if you're not reading it, you should be because it's really great. And it's nice to see. I can't wait to see. I'm glad we're getting Inhuman books still showing the Inhumans on Earth and what's going on down there because compared to the Royals up in space. So I think that's actually a really cool thing. Yeah. But now definitely. we can yeah. have Inhumans both places. And I am, I, I mean, I am really looking forward to seeing what, what um, uh, Rosenberg and Garan can do after this event, where it, where it's, you know, it's fully their story to tell. They don't have to confine themselves to the Secret Empire storyline and whatnot. They can really tell their own thing. It looks as though the first independent arc is going to focus on Mr. Sinister. Yeah. An X-Men villain. And I, I have a feeling that that actually is going to be uh, Inferno-oriented. I think he's going to go after uh, Dante's niece or nephew. You don't know if it's a girl or a boy. Uh, but Gabby's child, who was born um, already in a I'm glad that's because, being addressed. Um, and uh, I, I'm really looking forward to that because um, although this has been a lot of fun, um, I, I think that um, books that are directly tied into events kind of go in with one arm behind their back. You know, they have to. You know, I haven't felt that way with this book, though, because I, th- I feel like having this conflict really kind of helped establish the characters and exactly how different they are. Yeah, definitely. I think, I feel like it would have been a slower build-up to do that if it had just launched normally. So I think, I think actually in this case, like, and a lot, a lot of times I'm not sort of a book being launched during a, a an event, but and I, I think in the case of Secret Warriors, it actually really helped establish the status, the status quo within the group mm. more quickly than it would have otherwise. So I actually... I actually feel like this is actually good for this book. No. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, think, I, I think I'd agree with that one because it has kind of, you know, the whole throw in the minute the deep end kind of thing because we've already we've already had them established to us, especially Moon Girl and Miss Marvel, who are fairly new characters anyway. True. You know, most people I imagine have probably read at least something about them. So, yeah, I think I think it's been really really great. You know, the, the series itself was born out of uh, 
Rosenberg pitching a Daisy or Quake solo series. Um, and I think you can still see a little bit of that. That she, right for this arc at least, she's very much the main character. She's the, uh, the focal point the others kind of bounce off of. Um, and I like what he's doing with her because, you know, he's, he, he's really, um, kind of, uh, separating her a bit from her Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show analog, you know, giving her more of a, a sense of who she is in, in the 616. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I know that she's actually got quite a sizable fan base. Um, um, it's funny, on, on my... Uh, on, on my Tumblr, I, I get a lot of people who, who, who tell, who send comments saying, man, screw Kamala. She doesn't know what's what. She should just be doing what Daisy says and, you know, arguing and whatnot. As right. <laughs> they just, they just, they, they, they love Daisy and they don't, and they're angry at anyone who disagrees with her. Um, and, um, so I, I mean, I think, that uh, to the same extent that, that Moon Girl and 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 Miss Marvel have become big name in humans, that that uh, that Quake is right there with them and could become the same, if not more so, of a right. of a, one of the bigger in humans um, in terms of popularity. We shall see. And shall speaking see. of the TV show. Huh? There was a lot of news uh, coming out Thursday night from San Diego Comic-Con with a TV show. The whole cast uh, is currently in San Diego right now, and there was a panel um, for the Inhumans TV show. Uh, they showed a lot of footage of it. Um, which we have know, up on site. Right, and we actually have the new trailer up on site, too, which is way better than the first one. And I enjoyed the first one, so this one, I think, felt more like a Netflix trailer. Netflix Marvel trailer than um, what they have done for like even Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I think that's what the show needed was a bit of that treatment. Um, And believe it or not, I was watching the live tweets um, as the panel was going on because they were allowing people to live tweet the panel. And a lot of what I was seeing was very positive. I mean, the haters are going to hate regardless, and you're still seeing that. But what I'm seeing now is um, a lot more people um, being positive about the show. I haven't heard anything about the 15-minute IMAX uh, showing they showed after the panel. I haven't heard anything about that. But um, from what the people were saying live tweeting during the panel was that the show looks beautiful. Like, just like some of the, the shots they were using and um, and uh, what fight scenes they showed actually looked pretty good, too, apparently. So um, there was that. And the cast... If you guys that watched the panel um, that they actually had, because I sent you guys the links to that, the cast seems to get along really good, and yeah. they're pretty they're they're pretty funny. I think the cast is very good, and I think that you know any I'm not you know I was worried, but now I'm kind of starting to get really hyped for the show. So after <laughs> after seeing Thursday, so the I'm talent really the talent that they've got is is just such a wide range. I think it's brilliant. Like they haven't, especially considering they haven't just whitewashed it which is is brilliant because you know we're in the 21st century now guys you know it's uh yeah that's that's the one thing i love about it but i i have my issues with the trailer still uh i don't think they're gonna go away until i actually see the episodes in imax um the issues are triton looks in my opinion doesn't look great 
the glimpse you get in that trailer, it just, ugh. yeah. And you, uh, you don't think he looks enough like his comic book counterpart? Pr- he doesn't pretty, look fishy enough. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't look like what I imagine Triton would look like, and what I imagine him to look like is very much uh, you know, uncanny in humans. Run Triton. Oh, with the big fin and the face guard and everything like that? Yeah, that's what I would kind of like to see, but I understand that he's probably more like... Uh, I guess they've taken inspiration from a lot of older material. So Yeah, back in the day, in his original appearance, but Jack Kirby's design, he, he was... I mean, he was scaled, but he had a, a very human face. Yeah. Um, and... I just don't. I don't know if there's a lot of actors who want to have their entire face covered like that. And you, no, it's true. really hard to uh, to relay to act, <laughs> yeah. so to speak. Um, but but I, I hear what you're saying. I think I. I yeah, it's his look. I, I'm still still not completely taken on Medusa's hair. And I know people are going to be like, "What?" But it looked great. It looked the CGI was actually really good. It's it's it still looks very fake, obviously. Because well, it's going to too because it's a I, TV budget. Yeah, yeah. But it's just kind of like, well, you know, the wig wasn't great, <laughs> and that turned me off a little bit. But yeah, and then the the other big thing that I I was a bit disappointed about was the whole Maximus not being an Inhuman. I don't think that's true. So well. Well, I, it's it's a red herring for sure. I, I hope so because it's just the fact that Maximus at his core is a character that was defined by his terogenesis. Uh, you know, in my opinion, anyway, people might disagree with me on that one. Um, well, you know, the, it, it, his his having mental powers was not revealed until uh, later on. You know, in mm-hmm. in in the story originally. Um, at first, his terogenesis simply endowed him with genius, yeah. but it was it was it was later revealed that he was actually um, bestowed uh, psychic manipulation powers. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's the same thing as true here, yeah. except he's yeah. keeping it a secret so that he can use those abilities to uh, engineer his coup. Um, like for instance, we see the uh, Oren break some dude's neck. Now I was like, "Oh shit!" I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's not cool. But I'm feeling like she's being controlled. I, yeah, I, yeah. I really hope that that's the there case. will be there will be a twist. This is my guess, and it's strict speculation that there'll be a twist in the third act of the ten, eight episode run, uh, where it's revealed that. Yeah, actually, Maximus is an inhuman. He has uh, mental manipulation powers, and he's used this to take over Adelan. Um, and um, that that's my guess. Now, maybe it won't be that case, but um, uh, I think it's a good guess. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a good guess, too. I, I, I agree with you, Doc. That's kind of the impression I was getting, too. I'm like, oh, that sneaky fucker. Excuse my language. <laughs> No, I, 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 I'm hoping it's that, and I'm hoping that's the route they're going to take because I just felt that, you know, sticking in there, oh, you're only human, as opposed to refer, you know, referring to Maximus as being only human was just a bit of a, huh, really going with that? That was great music. I thought choice, it was a... By the way, I thought that was a great song. Yeah, who, who's the singer on that song? Oh, I can't remember. It's a link. There's a link up there. Um, shit. Hold on. Someone <laughs> tossed it up. 
on. Sorry, I didn't mean to ask a question. Didn't know the answer to. Um, no, but I'll find it. Keep talking, and I'll find it. Um, <laughs> you know, in the same vein that that uh, Ma- Maximus is presented as not having powers, it seems as though Karnak is being presented as he does, yeah. as if he did go mm-hmm. through. Terrigen's I think what what's going on with him and the impression I got. I don't think he. I'm I'm under the impression he didn't go under Terrigenesis, but that they're showing how his mind works because he's extremely analytical, and I think they're kind of doing it sort of like they do with Sherlock Holmes. If you... Uh, you mean, uh, like the Robert Downey Jr. version? Uh, yeah, I think so. Or the, like like, or, the, or the better Benedict Cumberbatch version. No, there was another version someone referenced that actually made sense to me, and I can't remember who it was. Or um, the even better one with Lucy Liu. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh so hard at that one. Um, <laughs> um, okay, no. so, um, um, but it, it, it just it looked like when he was punching people, there was like an effect, like a lightning effect of some sort. Um, I, I couldn't tell. It was moving quite fast. Um, uh, but we shall see. Yeah. I'm, I'm of the mind that, that there's very little that can be discerned from a preview because I've seen so many movies that had wonderful previews that were terrible and movies that were terrific that had terrible previews and, and also look at how agents of shield started because that kind of got off to a rocky start and now it's fantastic so keep that in mind but, you yeah, guys that's true. there is a preset group of people who have already decided the show is going to suck and will actively hope that it ends up being a failure i mean there's it's um, I don't know why. Well, I get, I know why, but there are some people who haters have, are gonna hate. Um, the the trailer music is um the song is is called "Human" by Rag and Bone Man. I thought Rag it was. Bone Man. Okay. Um, that uh, you know the um, there's an X Men TV show called Gifted that also released um a preview. And it wasn't much different. It had the same, you know, TV level of special effects. And, um, you know, it looked like it could be a fun show. But the preview was certainly underwhelming. And um, it seems to be getting a pass. No one's, no one's really dragging that one through the mud the same way they are in humans. The fact of the matter, these are TV shows on network TV. They're not going to be as polished as the movies or even something on HBO or Netflix. It's just... I will say this. Lockjaw looks fantastic in my opinion. <laughs> that scene where he comes in with Crystal and Karnak in the trailer, I've seen he's the a... gifts of it now and you can, like, he's knocking down shit off like the table as he's walking by and, like, you can see the reflection in the floor and the shadow and I'm just like... He's... He's... He's going to be a star. Well, I love the uh, the big plushy version of him they have. Um, I, I guess at, at San Diego Comic Con they have a giant version of him at one of their booths. There's a neat picture of actor. Um, uh, A1? Ian, yeah. Ian A1. <laughs> Sitting uh, atop it. Um, yeah. It really really shows you how big this this thing is. They or seem maybe to be he's having. A grand old time, though, because part of the thing that that really worried me was the chemistry. I knew nothing about Sorinda Swan, but seeing her at the panel, she brought, like, you know, a lot of people, it was like, a lot of the cast seemed overwhelmed to be at San Diego Comic Con, because the only cast members that had been there were um, 
Rion and uh, what um, Mike Mo, I think, were the Being only the... ones who had ever been to the comic con. Even Ken, Yun Rion looked frightened. <laughs> yeah, they looked really overwhelmed, but Serenda Swan just kind of, well, one, you could really tell she did her homework to play Medusa and actually really kind of poked uh, Anson Mount into uh, to doing to doing their homework on each of their roles. And um, she just really seemed to bring a lot of life to the cast and um, kind of helped everyone get out of their shell a little bit. Um, I think Isabel oh. Cornish as Crystal is adorable. She's just really funny. <laughs> So I found, I I found out today she's younger than me. She's, yeah, she's 22. That's, her day's her birthday, actually. Um, oh, happy birthday to Miss Cornish. Yeah. I also liked hearing that um, that Anson Mount worked with uh, an American Sign Language um, uh, consultant. They're not using actual ASL because they live not on Earth, but um, even though they speak English. Um, but he he worked with a consultant to make sure to kind of get the 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 general sense of how sign language works and to make sure that he's not using phrases inappropriately and whatnot. And I think that's a neat touch and a very uh, cool to show some uh, respect to the deaf hearing impaired community. Absolutely, and I also liked hearing that, because I was worried that if he was doing sign language and everyone would know what he was saying, but it's only a language between him and Medusa. Yeah. Um, and it was reassuring to hear Serena Swan saying she's just not the translator, that you can, if you pay attention to the body language between the two of them in the show, you'll be able to tell when she's purposely, like, misinterpreting what Black Bolt is saying because she doesn't agree with him. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, I think that kind, of, that kind of shows a more... Um, in, in my opinion, it shows a more sort of Charles Soley sort of Medusa, you know, more headstrong, that sort of thing. Yes, and that's what I was hoping to see. What we haven't seen a lot of, we've seen the powers for everyone displayed right now. We've seen Gorgon stomping, and I like that scene in the trailer where he, like, takes the moon rover and destroys it, and then, like, adds it, throws it in the trash. <laughs> that was really funny um, but we've seen all their like powers in action except for Crystal and they they seem to be I don't know if it's just me or if they just don't think she's going to be a hit or if they're just kind of keeping what she can do close to the chest um, it was said that you know most of her scenes are with Lockjaw and that she spent like most of her time acting to nothing mm. so yeah that was I'm a bit of a intrigued. I'm we'll kind see. of we'll intrigued see. with what they're going to do with her because we haven't really seen we've seen Medusa's hair in action which they needed to do anyway um, we've seen Black Bolt, we've seen Gorgon we've seen Karnak, we've seen Triton um, but even Triton oh, I mean his powers are what, to swim? Really? <laughs> <laughs> so, we've seen him, we saw him fight too but we didn't, we haven't seen Crystal do anything so I'm kind of intrigued I well, um I wouldn't worry. I'm sure we'll not see her worry either. thing. What um, I think Marvel needs to do is freaking add Medusa and Crystal to their little princess doll collection they just introduced <laughs> at DC. No, because they did. They just introduced like a like a lead, a girls like superhero line similar to what DC has, and oh, cool. they're missing a opportunity for giving Crystal and Medusa that same treatment because well, little who girl. Are, who are the heroes in exactly, there? Exactly, and they are technically a queen and a princess. And I don't know a little girl that wouldn't flip to brush Medusa's hair all day. So, <laughs> well, I don't know if, it's, if it ends up strangling the kid, then you'd be a little bit. Uh... Reluctant. No, I wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. I, they, 
they're missing an opportunity. They've already rolled out with the Lockjaw plushies. I think they're missing an opportunity with Crystal and Medusa, and I think they should jump on it. I was going to say, the, um, the the pops have been announced, haven't they? Um, yeah, which, out for the fall. Yeah, well, yeah. But um, you can get uh, Medusa from Hot Topic, which, uh, guys, as, as a, a British person, <laughs> I might have to rely on you guys to... <laughs> To grab and they don't have Hot Topic over in the UK. Uh, I, I'd never heard of them before that got announced. Oh. Um, but uh, they don't have it. them in the city either. You have I to like go to the suburbs for that. The Black Bolt Pop. I haven't seen it anywhere. Oh, I've got I didn't two of them. Play Comic Con. I haven't. I haven't seen it anywhere. <laughs> See, I, I've got. I've got the um, the Black Bolt and the Blue Black Bolt. Oh, good job. So, uh, yeah, I, I managed to get hold of those. I have. Uh... I have some Legos. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I, I don't. Even, I have Legos too. Um, but so yeah, they, they've announced Maximus and Maximus and uh, Lockjaw as well. Oh, I want, oh, yeah, I want, I want all of them. I think I'm gonna try and collect all of them. Yeah, I, um, I only get in humans pops. They're the only ones. I, well, other than Captain Marvel. But, my favorite, uh, my favorite complaint I've seen so far from from the footage and whatnot is someone saying. Lockjaw so obviously CGI. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you think there was a giant bulldog for reals? I mean... <laughs> right? Well, you think they did they took, like a pony or something and then dressed it as a dog? I mean... Uh, no, it's a, it's a kind of suit, really. <laughs> it's like... No, it's, a guy, um, it's, it's two guys in a suit. One, one of them is right. the back end and one of them is the front end. Oh, it's God. a puppet. It's like the one yeah. they used in uh, Jurassic Park, except it's a yeah. dog. There's someone driving it around. No, it's just it's just yeah, Andy. It's just Andy Circus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. And they they used all their budget in in uh, genetically engineering a giant boxer dog and being <laughs> a, a, a friend of mine said that they should get Sean Gunn to do all the motion capture like he did for Rocket Raccoon. Ah, uh, there you go. There you go. But, but uh, no, but I I'm very much heartened to see the cast getting along and and really seeming to enjoy each other's company and having a good time. Um, so that, that did, and, and I'm, I'm really liking, I really like the second trailer. I enjoyed it a lot and, um, I'm on the hype train. So, yeah, I mean, um, and I'm seeing a lot of positive reaction from it. And if you saw, they, they were doing a signing at SDCC, I think this morning and, uh, the line for it was kind of out of control. Um, <laughs> oh, not as out of control as the defenders line was, but it was definitely, um, out of control. So okay, the, the, that. The defenders have had two years to, to get that kind of hype. We've had six months, so. Right. I think um, that it's. Oh, you know, oh! 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 Never mind. The Go biggest, ahead. The biggest takeaway is that um, that scene in the that they showed at at Comic Con that we've seen in the trailer with the girl and Triton. Um, when people were live blogging it, she was a new Inhuman, and Triton was trying to take her back to Adelan. Um, it's going to directly reference the water, the Terrigen crystals that were spilled in the water in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And apparently at some point during the panel, um, right before one of the clips, um, there is going to be a crossover between the two shows at some point. So, oh, really? Wow, cool. Yeah, at some point. Probably not right away, obviously, um, but down the line, I wouldn't be surprised if like Crystal showed up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something. Adam, so, you don't like that's that idea? Just my... I... I kind of want I okay I, I, I kind of like the, I do like the idea but I don't like the idea do you know what I mean I'm very on the fence about these things 
Well, no, because they're on the same network, so I think they're trying to utilize what the CW does with the, the DC shows yeah, yeah, like yeah, Flash. Yeah. Yeah. So it make it would make sense that eventually there would be a crossover between the two, especially because they're start because of what Agents of Shield has done with the Inhumans. It only makes sense that the Inhumans TV show is going to use that as a backdrop, in my opinion. I think it makes perfect sense as long as it's done well. Like, oh, I, sure I, like, we'll like I can see it being like a you know a four episode thing at the end of the next age. If if it's a four episode thing at the next Agents of Shield. Like season finale, that would be great as long as the story is good. It'll um, be good because their show, the Agents of Shield showrunners are fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I I have every bit of of faith in Mo and uh, Jed Whedon yeah. on that show. If they were to bring the and I I truly do think it would be one of the royal family members coming over to Agents of Shield. Rather than vice versa. I mean, eventually you'll probably get someone from like Daisy or, 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 you know, Yo-Yo from S.H.I.E.L.D. going over there. But it would make more sense, I think, to bring the royal family over to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. first that has an established fan base. Well, I think on, um, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. potentially going back down the route of the Secret Warriors again, um, for the next season. I don't know, they're in space. Well, that's yeah. He's the end of season four. Sorry, Which, but. Yeah, that, that kind of, that kind of does. Space. That kind of does tie together quite well because um, you, you could end up on the moon. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So I, I guess that could kind of work quite well, and I, um, yeah, I, I hope it's done well. It's kind of like it's like all these things. I have my reservations about the Inhumans trailer, but I, I have a feeling it's going to be done really well when it's actually on the screen, and any of my fears for it will disappear. So. Yeah. And I'm heartened that a lot of the tweets that I was seeing from people who were actually there yeah. were genuinely excited, and they seemed... I mean, there were some people going, oh, it looks terrible, because they're just going to say that. But right. they, the, the, the people that I was following on Twitter and in that in that live tweeting, and I was, cause I was in the Inhumans tag and on Twitter, a lot of people were going, the show looks beautiful. So I guess they made a special lens for it and everything. So I'm I'm feeling a lot more optimistic about the show, and um, I'll definitely be seeing it in IMAX. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out for sure. And and I, you know, it, it's it'll be a long time before we know whether or not it's a hit because um, they've uh, the the networks have basically conceded that Nielsen ratings are so antiquated. There's no way of of knowing how a show is doing until they see. To what extent it gets um, viewership on on Netflix and iTunes and whatnot, and so you know, um, you know, with Agents of Shield, uh, the uh, a new season was greenlit when they realized how well the show was doing on Netflix, where there's a, an actual one to one metric and they can see exactly how many people are watching it. Whereas Nielsen is a, a a really old statistical model where they're basing it on a small sample. Yeah, isn't and it, I don't know. Is, is that the it's, one where they have the box? Um, give it yeah. to like five thousand people, and they try and see and, what they want. And, you know, yeah. forty years of life, I've never met anyone who has a Nielsen box in their house. <laughs> I don't know yeah. who these people are. It's you know, right. it's, um, and it's, what. What's interesting too is that a lot of people are DVRing the show if they're not watching it on Netflix or either DVRing it and putting it on Hulu. Um, I'm intrigued. What I'm intrigued to see is how um, the Friday nights theme—they're kind of bringing back that Friday night theme where, like, they're just having Once Upon a Time, Agents of Shield, and Humans um, all on one night because they're all similar kind of themed shows. 
and they're kind of trying to, it sounds like they're trying to kind of bring that back in streamlining. I'm, I'm intrigued to see how that pans out. I don't think it's a death slot at all. Um, well, I think, I think it, 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 to me, it's the same thing as, um, but I've been a bit of a Doctor Who binge this weekend. But mm. um, it, it's kind of the same with Doctor Who. Doctor Who hasn't been getting the same rate as it got 10 years ago, but arguably 10, well, let's say uh, the 12 years ago, when it first came back, it was getting good ratings, it was getting reasonable ratings, but now it's getting sort of like 3 or 4 million a night. But then you have to respect that the fact that the medium has changed and most people now watch it on catch-up, they watch it on um, BBC Player, they watch it on Hulu, like you're saying, Netflix, all these different things come around and it's lots of... Well, I, I'm interested in, the, in, in the, the Netflix model because they are able to track exactly how often a show is watched. There's no there's no guesstimation to it. Yeah. No, because um, they can just look at each individual yeah. account and just see how many people with all their accounts, like they can filter it. So yeah. And interestingly enough, um, it turned out that Iron Fist was a pretty big hit. Even yeah. though I didn't I didn't quite like that series and everyone I know kind of bemoaned it. Um it did remarkably well, and they've already greenlit a second season. Yeah, um, so go figure. There's really no. Well, the thing is, <laughs> there's thing no is, prediction. Is, is I'm like, like I, I again, I am probably going to be standing right out from the crowd now. I never. The only Netflix series I could get into was Jessica Jones, but I gave all of the other ones a try. So I guess there's lots of I people actually like that. Have to be honest, is I got. Through episode, I've never watched Daredevil, and I literally got through episode five of, all halfway through episode five of Jessica Jones. I had to walk away that show. It was fantastic, but it's very hard for me to watch television. It gives me anxiety. Like if I don't know what's going to happen, I start to get a little anxious and I have to walk away. Agents of Shield is a little better for me, but not much, and I can sometimes barely even get through an episode of that. So it's very hard for me to watch TV. I'm intrigued to see how I'll be able to do with Inhumans because I I need to know what's going to happen and I need to be spoiled before I can actually sit down and watch it. And even with like <laughs> Jessica Jones, knowing what's going to happen in the episode, I still can't. We'll get yeah. you some. Yeah. We'll get you some Xanax. <laughs> Well, I think, I mean, Jessica Jones is a, a tough show, especially for anyone who's been involved in an abusive relationship or anyone who's, who, who, whose lives have been touched by, by, you know, sexual assault or whatnot. It's a tough show yeah, in that yeah. regard. Um, I thought it was really well done. I really liked it. I liked all of the shows. I think my favorite is actually Luke Cage. Um, but, I'm surprised you haven't watched Daredevil. I thought you were a big Charlie Cox fan. I am. He is sexy as hell. Oh my god, he is so All of us Brits cute are. And sexy and adorable and I just love Charlie Cox and he, in the role he 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 is wonderful. Like I've seen clips of it, but I cannot sit down and watch like I have to get up and walk away. I can't I can't do it. I have to turn it off. I like I it, I just can't do it. Okay. Okay. Um, like, I'm the person that when I get like a book, like the Harry Potter books when they were popular and stuff, I was going there, I was getting it at the night it came out, those midnight releases. I read the last two chapters first. And then <laughs> that, that's what I do. Any book I get, I read the last chapter uh, first. I, I have to admit, I used to do that a lot. <laughs> I still do it. What I is wrong with you guys, really? You... Do it. And Game of Thrones drives me crazy because they just end on a cliffhanger anyway. And I just, oh. I just so, can't take it. 
So do comic books also elicit this anxiety? No, because then I can just read the end, and then, you know, it, it gives me a month to cool off a little bit. <laughs> but it's kind of like I can get excited, and I, I can anticipate. I, if the, I enjoy the anticipation. They don't give me the nervous breakdown that, like, TVs, that television shows will do. Movies, is, I can watch a movie. I don't know why Well, you know, when a, when a net, when but, when... When a show like Daredevil comes out, you don't have to watch them all at the same time. Well, I know. It doesn't matter. I'll be halfway through the episode. I have to get up and walk away and turn it off. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I can tell you what out. happened. Everything turns out okay. I know, but it still doesn't help me. What, like, in Daredevil, I, really? <laughs> well, it turns out I mean, every kind of okay. For every episode... <laughs> There's, I can't do it. There is an episode in Bloody Daredevil where Wilson Fix explodes explodes of can't do fucking it. head. Just someone does. I don't know. Like I, I like some of it's a little bit too violent for me. I think like there's so Those, too much. The blood. Netflix shows are extremely violent. I'll sell that. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's part of it. Like I, I, I'm a little weird like that. I can't do. I can't do violence like. Like that, like that's why I can't do zombies. Zombies freak me out too. I can't so watch can't, anything. You can't do The Walking Dead then. Oh, absolutely not! I'll have nightmares for weeks. Like I, I tried to watch Zombieland, and I, I thought that movie was funny, but I had nightmares for weeks. <laughs> oh no, god! I, I, I love Don't get me started movies. on that movie. I'm like, no, the movie was hysterical. I was laughing my ass off, uh, but I, 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 I literally could not. I, I couldn't sleep. I'm oh, sorry. I just remember in the Bill Murray scene. That is the best scene of any movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Sorry. Well, a big shout out to George Romero who passed away this week. Yeah. Rest sad. in peace. Um, I think uh, that um, I understand where you're coming from, um, but uh, I, I, I hope I hope that you're able to contain it to watch Inhumans. If not. I'll tell you what happened. Definitely, I think in humans because it's network television. I think, and that's probably why I can watch Agents of Shield, even though Agents of Shield can get pretty intense. Um, I think, I think if if in humans is going to be on ABC, I don't think it's going to be like the Netflix shows and how violent they can get. No, so it's be like twelve A or something. Yeah. When I, when I was a a, a little kid, um, we my parents took me to see a movie called Watership Down. Oh. I read that book. I love that book. This cartoon was—it was a cartoon movie yep. about these rabbits just yep. fucking each other up left and right. And I was like, "Ah, what is going on here?" It was scarring. I was like six yeah. years old. So, um, so fun fact: Watership Down is—is is there's a there's a place near me. Um, it's about twenty miles away. Is where it was uh, set. It's actually called Watership Down. Oh well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So you live in a cartoon, then? Yeah. <laughs> Not quite. The cartoon character, guys. It's, it's, it's confirmed. Okay. But anyway, any, every We got all heard... of our tangents at the end. I, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Well, right? It's just, just one other tangent, just talking about zombie stuff. Um, aye, aye. Well, the, the Walking Dead trailer was at SDCC. So, whichever one it is, I can't remember which it is. Is it SDCC at the moment? We have just yes. been speaking about it for ages, sorry. San Diego, yeah, San Diego Comic Convention. Yeah, yeah. but... Um, if you've ever been to San Diego, it's awesome. You should go. I, I should. I should save up. But Yeah, no, I saw um, the Walking Dead trailer. That's really good. Okay. Yeah, the Sanders trailer was fantastic. I stick into the comics, which is great. Yes. Um, 
but everything in humans related that has come out of San Diego Comic Con has given me much confidence. Yeah, I, I think it's in terms just, of the TV show. Yes, I think it's increased um, my confidence in it. But I think I'm just being very, very picky, and I'm being very, you know, I'm just. You're being of, a hardcore fan, Adam. We understand yeah. it's okay. And and whilst I'm okay for change and all that sort of stuff. At its core, I don't want it to change too much from the base, like base material. I don't think it will. No, I don't I think not. it will. I think, I think you have to just take it as it is. I mean, you know, some things are going to be different. Um, yeah. I, my first, my my interest is the comics. The, the TV shows and movies, those are all nice things on the side. I yeah. just... What I like is the comics, and and really my principal interest in this in this TV show doing well is that it will help ensure the books stay on the stand. Yeah, uh, and uh, that's that's where my anxiety resides um, because if the show is an absolute bomb, it's going to be trouble for our comics um, because uh, in human comics generally plateau around twenty k. Yep. That's just what they're selling. And that's not cancellation worthy, but it's far from great. And, um, you know, I think the fact that there's a TV show coming out is definitely, you know, uh, keeping Marvel confident in, in the comic. But if the show does really poorly, that goes away and uh, gulp. Uh, so that's where my, that's what, what worries me. Um, not to be a bummer, but no, uh, no, I, okay. I think it's, no, it's reasonable it's a good, to think that. Well, we have *Once yeah. in Future Kings* coming out next week by Christopher Priest, so that might give a big boost to the Inhumans too. Who they'll read that because everything's been sounding fantastic about that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. There's been a, a couple, uh, a couple of websites have have previewed it, and they 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 all give it, you know, ten or nine stars. Um, they they say that Priest. His take on on the things is 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 a remarkable, and that Noto's art is top notch. Well, Noto's art's always top notch, and I'm going to be getting like three issues of these just because. Um, mm-hmm. I know we said that we would probably announce a winner for our little poster contest. Unfortunately, um, I haven't read some of the newer responses yet, so <laughs> we're going to postpone it. To next episode. To the next episode. <laughs> no, we won't because next episode has already been recorded. You guys tune in um, the second wow. of August, where we interview Christian Ward. It's a wonderful interview. He's terrific. Have so much fun. He's yeah. a great guy, and we're looking forward uh, to that. So maybe the episode after that, which will probably be recorded in the next week or so, anyway. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're trying to figure all that out. But yeah, so if if you have got any more entries, then just email it to us. Because we're at AtalanRising.com. That one, yeah. 